Greetings, KUCI listeners. It is time to give to the spirit of underground radio. It's KUCI Fall Fun Drive, October 28th to November 8th. And for as little as $35, you can receive a cool KUCI t-shirt, a CD. But we accept donations of any amount. <laughs> Make your donation via PayPal, online, or a credit card. Call into KUCI between October 28th to November 8th and make a donation to show your support and help keep KUCI on the airwaves. Just call 949-824-5824. That's 949-824-5824. And get into the spirit of underground radio. <laughs> <laughs> The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hey, this is Dr. Michael Drake, Chancellor at the University of California, Irvine, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and over the web at KUCI.org. I love Anita Radio. Hey, hey, good morning. I'm your host, Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. I have no one's in a funk this Monday morning. It's a beautiful day out here in Orange County. And for those uh, listening from afar, thanks for tuning in. You can always stream us live on KUCI.org. All right, so Peter Quillen is here on the line standing by, also known as Kid Chocolate, and looking forward to chatting with him. He won this past weekend, and uh, we're going to talk about the fight. Hi, Kid Chocolate, or Peter. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm blessed. I understand that. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Hard work pays off. How are you feeling this Monday morning? I actually feel very, very sore, but I'm getting by. My dog was actually on the um, Today Show modeling like a, a, a dog collar and, a, and a, um, a dog leash. <laughs> so I had to get up this morning with my wife and go to um, the studio over there to, to have the dog on. Your dog's famous. Look at that. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Was he wearing a kid chocolate smiley T-shirt? Uh, he has one, but he didn't wear it today. He actually just wore his dog collar. So they went to um, like show up the dog collar. It was like a, a flash and blinking one for Halloween. How cute. How cute. I want to talk about this fight on Saturday. This was uh, very interesting. You knocked him out in the 10th round, I understand. Yes, it was a cut over his eye. The doctors, um, the cut happened in the ninth round. Going into the 10th round, it just started bleeding to the point where the doctor had to stop the fight. And I understand he wants a rematch. Yes, he wants a rematch. What do you think about that? 
I think, you know, if there's a possibility to make the rematch and then we can get paid some money for it and it's the demand for it, why not? Right. I've never been a matchmaker in my whole career, so I try not to act like things I'm not. I just know that people behind the scenes know exactly what's up, and I just try to, like, be ready for any situation. No, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. How did you feel going into the fight on Saturday? I felt very, very good. You know, I actually didn't want to be too overconfident. I know I worked hard to go into the camp, into the fight in shape. So I just wanted to, you know, um, go in there and just have an excellent fight and put on a good performance for the for the fans. At what point did you know this was your fight? Well, I dropped him in the second round. I know he came back in the fourth, and he hit me with a punch, and it was like a back and forth, so it was really like a chess match. Okay. And, you know, um, I think I could have did a lot more things in a fight, but, you know, we have, I have to look at the fight and analyze it like a person that's trying to get better. Yes. Now, do people often comment about the smiley face on your shoulder? Uh, yeah, they, they ask me what it's all about, and I tell people it's so, so, uh, sort of like a reminder to me that, you know, everything in life that we have we and we work for it, we, we should be happy with it. So it's a reminder to me that, you know, um, all the stuff that I've been through my whole life that I'm able to see some glory in my life. Right. Do a lot of people know about you, about your whole background, how you grew up? Um, a lot of, a lot of you know, a lot of boxing fans do, but not so many you know, casual fans don't know really my, my story. And, you know, mm-hmm. every day I, f- I go out there and fight. That's what we're trying to tell. We're trying to tell the story through boxing. Right. You know, uh, when I met you, I, I don't really, I didn't really tell you much about the show, but the theme is get the funk out. And a lot of times, you know, in life, we're in this really tough period of our life and we think, man, this, this is like the lowest of the low. And we end up learning from it and becoming stronger. Can you relate to that in some way? That's what I'm feeling right now. The fight didn't go in the way that I wanted to go. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, establish my dominance on him. But the guy was—he was game and he was coming. And you know, uh, I did whatever I can. I, I was able to do, and I'm very, you know, happy to pull out with the win, regardless what they say. But you know, that's what life is all about—is going through life. And, and like I said, like you would just say that yes. you through every situation you got to learn about yourself. And, I think this is going to be a true test to me to really know how to value myself and whatever I can take from the fight, I can learn from it. That's very true. Very true. Do you have a, a quote that you live by or a saying that you tell yourself to stay strong? Yes, hard work pays off. And that I also remind myself that if I wasn't strong enough to be where I'm at, I know God won't allow me to be here. So every day that I get to stand in these shoes, I get to, you know, allow to inspire the world through what I do through God's glory. Mm-hmm. That's tremendous. You know, when I met you, you talked about how, you know, your background, and I saw a video on you, which is on YouTube, and uh, basically talks about how you rose from poverty to here you are, the middleweight champion of the world. Do you want to talk about what it was like growing up, and did you have this dream of being a boxer? Well, boxing kind of finds its way into my life at the age of 15, but before then, yeah, I was growing up with a lot of, uh, a lot of rough moments in my childhood, whereas this is like, super hard to remember, but I also had to remember those to be able to appreciate where I'm at today. So, you know, um, I know I grew up, you know, like a typical kid that's inner city, struggling. My dad was in prison. My mom was on welfare. And, you know, it's just like rough not to be able to eat things that I knew other kids was eating. Right. Um, uh, you know, my dad being in prison, I I thought he, he walked out of our life, and he was such a, like, inspiration to me. Well, before I can know where he was at, some one of his girlfriends popped out of nowhere, 
told us he was in prison, and we ended up going to visit him. And, you know, I stayed in touch with my dad through prison for a, for a while, but it was rough growing up without him because I know that when he was out, he was there, he was doing the best he could, trying to make sure that we had um, a solid future set up for us and having things that we, we liked, like food. You know, my dad is Cuban, so it was like we had all the great, the, the, the best cooked Cuban food cooked right there in our house, yes. you know, in complimentary with my dad, mm-hmm. um, you know. So when I found boxing, it was a way for me to, you know, have some type of therapy on my life, you know what I mean? Yes. Just like able to express myself without a way, me vocally doing it, but more so on the bag and push-ups and, you know, all those different things, sparring. Just like I, I learned a lot about my the person that I am through boxing. So, you know, I'm very fortunate now to be um, 30 now and being a champion and, and have a different perspective on life than I ever had. Yes. Well, your family must be so proud of you. Super proud. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, you, we talked a little bit. Besides boxing, what other interests do you have going on? Well, um, I do it kind of all. I was in a DJ course here in New York, learning how to DJ. I also um, learned Spanish because I'm not a fluent speaking Spanish speaker, but I'm learning. Um, I'm going to actually be um, taking my last test of my GED on the 17th of this month. Just, you know, a lot of people will tell me, why you want to get your GED now when you already established and you have a career? I would say because to be able to get a message out to kids to stay in school, they want to see you have Good some type you. of education. So yes. I said, um, you know, I'm doing that. also took some improv classes, which is fun when I'm incorporated in my last training camp mm-hmm. to not only learn about who I am, but through boxing, I'm learning um, to do other things to be able to, you know, make me a better boxer. So yes. improv, I, I had a lot of fun. And, you know, I am just I did my hand pretty much in everything, but I can always say that boxing is the root of everything for me. You yes. know, I, 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 the people that I meet, some of the best people I've met in my life is through boxing. So, you know, I have to remember what, what got me where I'm at today. That's great. No, it is really good to be well-rounded, and you are a great role model to kids because it's never too late to go back and get your education. At all. I think it's very important. I think it also separates every American in this country to have some type of education about yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you throw chocolate after a match? I have to ask, because you have this nickname, Kid Chocolate. Tell me about that. Uh, I, gave, I thought early in my career, me and my friends were joking around. You know, I'm a jokester, so I thought it was funny that they would suggest that I throw chocolate out. <laughs> and a few people were like, no, I don't know. They might get the wrong idea, if you know what I mean. And I was like, well, I think they're going to like it. And I chose to do it. And you know, at that point, people didn't know who I was. They didn't say Kid Chocolate. Um, they didn't say, remember me as Kid Chocolate. They just remember the guy that threw the chocolate out. So it was a good uh, marketing tool for myself to throw chocolate out and have people remember me being the guy that threw the chocolate out. You're going to have to get a sponsor with, you know, Hershey's or something. <laughs> and what we found out through that is that like Hershey's is more of a clean advertisement. Oh, okay. You know, boxing will kind of ride on a little bit. And, yes. You know, but... I think another chocolate company will pick me up very soon as they can see my value. Good. No, I think that's great because people do remember that. And I was reading online that the original Kid Chocolate was a super featherweight boxer from Cuba. Did that inspire you with that name as well? Yeah, because he had similar heritage. I mean, he moved to New York. I live in New York. He may have had a big following here, and I had a big following here as well. And, you know... Just everything he stands for, the, the culture of being a Cuban was just important to me. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was the reincarnation of the original Kid Chocolate. That's great. 
Now, you, you mentioned to me one time um, a kid came up to you. Do you, you feel like kids, you know, really have been coming up to you more and more and you're like a role model to them? Yeah, I'm a, I, I try to be as much of a positive role model for kids because when the light is on you, you never know who you might change. So yes. I just want to be able to change people for the better and not, you know, um, and balance them with, with what's not important in life, you know. Uh, things that are important to me is like the family, mm-hmm. um, working hard, just true values that even an adult can use. But if we can instill these in these kids now, we can have a better future for our, our, their kids, you know what I'm saying? So it's like me doing a part and knowing that I have a responsibility to make sure that my message for kids is always positive. Yes. Tell me about, I'm just curious because I don't know a lot about boxing, but as far as your training schedule and what you have to do to get ready for a fight like this. It's a mental, it's a mental approach. By you know, we just gotta, you gotta be mentally strong to go through a boxing camp or just box. Period. Because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a mental sport. Right? You know, I just know that working hard is just in me to yes. be able to challenge myself. So I like to challenge myself. We work with three different trainers in the day sometimes. Okay. Um, um, I'm working with a strength conditioning trainer two days a week. I work with another trainer three days a week where he does. A lot of sand, sand workouts, and now I got a boxing trainer who works with me for like two and a half to three hours. So it's like, wow. Um, the gym is my life, man. I, I, I really don't feel like I was meant to do anything else at this moment in time, mm-hmm. but besides being a boxer and, and, and dedicating my temple to, to boxing. That is great. What's coming up for you in the next couple of months? Well, right now I'm just going to take a week off, and then I'm going to get back in the gym, okay. stay focused, stay fit, and most importantly, um, stay humble and just know that whatever's going to come about, I'm going to be, pre- be prepared and ready for it. I think that's great. Do you have any a little bit of advice for people that are aspiring boxers? Yes, never give up. You know what your dreams are and never be scared to work hard. If you fail, you don't fail other people. You fail yourself. So don't ever fail yourself before you even try. That's great advice. And tell me, is there some kind of thing that you would love to do down the road, maybe, you know, sports casting or something that you, you think would be another segue to your career? Oh, I would like to be in a movie one day. Ah. Hopefully I could um, if I have the skills and um, people believe in me. I know I'm willing to try mm-hmm. and have the effort, but it's just all about if I'm good, or good at it. I'm just very happy to have people around me who's going to be honest with me. Like my best friend and just just keep it real with me. And I'm just going to keep it real with myself at the end of the day. No, that's fantastic. You need that because it keeps you grounded and keeps you focused and you know who you can rely on. Yes. Well, I want to thank you for calling in. And tell me your website for people who want to check you out. Um, You can go to www.kidchocolate.com. I got some sporty T-shirts on there, very durable, nice-looking shirts um, for all my people that want to rep Team Kid Chocolate. Um... Make sure you hit the website of www.kidchocolate.com. I also have some headphones on there that are made affordable for kids that can't afford a pair of Dre Beats or any other headphones, but they still quality headphones, and it represents something strong like Team Kid Chocolate and mm-hmm. Animal Status, which I believe that you just got to be in your natural state of mind and be able to do what's naturally in you, and that's what Animal, animal Status means to me. Oh, Make I- sure you follow me at, at Kid Chocolate on Twitter. Also, same tag on Instagram, Kid Chocolate. Jenny, I want to thank you for having me on. Oh, you know, I want to, just before we wrap, I was just going to ask you, animal status, I kept seeing that. How long has that been going on? Is this a new thing? No, it's something I've been, you know, tagging along, branding myself with. 
It's just being in your natural state. Um, you know, I train, and I don't know why it's in me to be, like, a hard worker. So that's animal status, and you got to let it come out in the fights. And, you know, that's what we work in every day towards being more of an animal. And I just hope that when I tell people that it's not about saying that I'm just an animal, we all are animals. If we just put in enough to work hard for what we want, we acquire our dreams to what we do. Yes, so true. Peter, thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you for having me. I feel appreciate it. All right. Best of luck to you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Peter Quillen, who just won another fight. He's the middleweight champion of the world. If you want to find out more about him, you can go to his website, which is thekidchocolate.com. He's also up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break, and then I come, I'll come back, and I'm going to tell you about our upcoming fun drive, play some upcoming music from the show that's coming up at 10 with Sheldon Abbott's Cure for the Blues, and I'll be uh, manning the phones at 10, from 10 to 11, taking your calls. We love your support here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Hey, KUCI listeners, we are gearing up for our fun drive, the time of year we ask for your support to keep bringing you the very best in indie music and public affairs programming. So for as little as $35, you can receive a cool KUCI t-shirt or CD, but we accept donations of any amount. You can make your donation via PayPal, online, or by credit card. So call into KUCI between October 28th through November 8th and make a donation to show your support and help keep KUCI on the airwaves. And that number to call is 949-824-5824. Or visit us at www.kuci.org. 